$167,000. I'll settle for one dance with Domino. Can you play any other tune? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in? Again, Sam. It's a charming tune. Welcome back. You are on the fourth episode of Bond Music 6 of the Best, part of our ongoing series discussing the Bond movie soundtracks. You can count the songs however you want, but I think we have a legit number of songs this time, Alan. I think it's actually six tracks plus the usual bonus and intro track. So it's the best six of the best with eight songs. You know what? Every time it's confusing. <laughs> Just trust us, everyone. Just trust us. Let me introduce everybody. Oh, did I say everybody? It's like a hint. It's like maybe there's more than, than usual. Well, let me introduce you to my best friend in life and usual co-host. We have Mr. Alan J. Porter. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks, Jared. Great to be on the show again, I think. We're doing it slightly earlier in the day than usual. So uh, my usual glass of wine is now a mug of tea. So um, <laughs> That's a thing of scotch. That's a giant thing of scotch. Don't let him fool you, people. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason we're doing it slightly earlier in the day. So. There is. And I will take that as a segue to introduce our third and guest host all the way from the Netherlands. You might know him from the Double O Files, which is one of the finest James Bond podcasts you can possibly find out there. I want to introduce Agent Z. Don, I'm going to do my best. Zuderman from <laughs> yeah, the Netherlands. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I get a close? Let, let me hear you say it. Hi, this is Don Zuderman. Ah, I was so close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's really good. I know how difficult it is if you speak English as a native language. I struggle with my English every now and then, so uh, I might mess up uh, my words. But oh, those are humbling words, Jared. Thank you so much. Oh, well-deserved <laughs> words. And it's great to have you on the show, Don. Looking forward to our conversation. I'm not sure exactly how I got on this show. Did I invite myself or was I invited <laughs> by you? I don't really remember. When you were kind enough to have me on the Double O Files, we did talk about doing some sort of crossover. Oh, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So I Somehow guess I managed to get myself on the moon radio, yeah. you know, which is an excellent <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're really happy to have you here. We here at Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast have been fans of the Double O Files for a while now. You guys celebrated your first anniversary recently, did you not? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was December 2018 when we started. So mm-hmm. depending I mean, on when this comes out, it's a year and a half. Something yeah. Like yeah, they've only been in the game for about a year, and they just, the quality and the fun, you guys have got great chemistry, so we're really excited to cross-pollinate our shows with you. And Likewise, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's a privilege. Oh, well, Don's happy Whoa. to be here. Yeah. Alan was unsure. Don's <laughs> <laughs> happy to be here. Privilege, wow. Mm. Mm. Hey, that one's the bank. In my time zone, it's already time for uh, a scotch, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. Here's the deal with the six of the best formula. All right. We're going to have a little discussion about the movie theme, the soundtrack overall. And then on each episode, what normally happens is Alan and I swap out who's going to have the lead. 
Whoever has the lead will pick the first three tracks off this score. And then whoever has not has the lead will take will pick from the remains. But for this special episode, since Don is here, I'm just going to sort of be wrangling the show and I'm going to give my picks to Don. So Don's going to be picking the first three songs when we get to that part of the show. So you have that to listen to. And then, of course, at the end of all that, when we finish Don's three picks and Alan's three picks, I will come back with our bonus track for this episode. So you will get six tracks from the soundtrack. And then, of course, the bonus of having the title song and then the bonus at the end. I don't know how many times I can explain it. It always sounds weird. But hey, we always put together a show. And at this point, I'm going to give it back to Alan to try to save me. That was one of the most rambling introductions I think (laughs) we've ever had on this show. Well done, Jared. I think that's a new record for how long it actually took to explain the format. So I hope to improve upon it. And I don't mean by shortening it, by lengthening it. By the next (laughs) Can I ask you, why don't you just play the entire soundtrack? Why pick six tracks? Well, it sort of came convoluted route because when we did the ones with Raymond Benson and we had it being about going to school and he picked his favorite tracks, six of the best was the play on the school theme. Six of the best is what you get when you're naughty at school. And I don't know, it just seemed, yeah. Okay, I don't know that expression, six of the best. In English public schools, anyway. Right. In English public schools, anyway. So you would get whacked six times Mm. if you misbehave. So Mm. six of the best. Um, (laughs) I've been on the show and I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it came from. In my convoluted, weird mind to keep the school theme going. <laughs> and then, also smack you six times then after each yeah, episode? Yeah. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. It just came with that idea of just picking our favorite tracks. That's yeah, fair enough. Okay. In my weird, convoluted, alcohol adult brain <laughs> one evening. So. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason for the weird title. It's my weird English public school boy past coming to light. So. <laughs> now we've been talking about getting thrashed at school. This month, we'll be uh, talking about Vicious Doberman's centrifuge action and a little trip into low Earth orbit as we talk through the Moonraker soundtrack. And as Jared uh, has said, he's going to sort of kick us off with a bit of a summary of the soundtrack, his background, and then we'll move into the theme song. Let's talk a bit about the Moonraker soundtrack from 1979. As most things were at this point in the late 70s, everyone's trying to catch up to Star Wars. If you remember in the previous Bond film, the next one was supposed to be Fear Eyes Only. This is fairly common Bond knowledge. And then they switched it up. Moonraker, get Bond into space because Star Wars is hot. Sci-fi is hot. Let's make it happen. This bleeds over a bit into the soundtracks because Star Wars had that epic 2LP soundtrack score that you could get of the beautiful John Williams music. John Barry wanted to do the same thing. He intended the Moonraker score to be a 2LP lavish set, very similar to the Star Wars thing, but little things kept chipping away at that. He did not end up having the time to do the huge score that he wanted. There's actually a bit of a rough ending to the score, but we'll get into all that. As we've mentioned on some previous shows, the score was recorded in France because we've talked about how there was some serious tax problems going on in England and a lot of the creators couldn't go back to England without paying some heavy taxes and fines. So they were working out of France. One of the more interesting things I learned using the John Burlingame book, which we do recommend here on the show, was that they were recording in a studio in France, like a concert hall that was right above an underground train. So they were constantly having to wait for the train trains to go by, pausing the songs, going back to songs. It was a very frustrating experience. Plus, the, a lot of the sound engineers were, of course, French, and by their union laws, some of the English people there to oversee the soundtracks particularly producer, was not even allowed to touch the soundboard. And there was moments that I found out where he actually had to grab the hands of the French engineers and put them on 
on the levels and move them for them. People were getting frustrated, trains going through. It was a difficult and strenuous time. And then finally, like I said, sort of with a rough ending, Barry ended up not being very pleased at all about how his score was mixed into the final cut of the film. Because the final cut was done in England, Barry couldn't be directly involved. They were using a, a mono cut of it. He wanted stereo or Dolby really quality, and they just weren't using it. And he found that to be very frustrating when he saw the final product. So That's putting it mildly, Jared, because I read <laughs> that John Barry said Lewis Gilbert's ears probably were out to lunch when he added the score or something. He was really not happy with he it. He was not happy. No, he is, you know, invested his whole life in improving the quality of sound, improving the quality of sound, using technology. And Lewis Gilbert was like, yeah, hey, we'll do it like this. We'll <laughs> Sounds okay to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, if I remember rightly, he was also cutting bits off and even oh, cutting yeah. some of the cues into two and separating yep. them in different mm-hmm. parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he ended up with like 40 minutes of John Barry music when John Barry had scored like over an hour's worth or something. I, that yeah. sounds very accurate. So what started out as a very lofty John Williams-ish Star Wars plan ended up being a chopped up and frustrating mess for a lot of people. Although mess is a strong word. We'll talk about it when we get there, but there's some really beautiful stuff in the score and we'll get to it. But let's do our due diligence and stop by and talk about the theme song Moonraker by Shirley Bassey. So this one also has a convoluted story. <laughs> Strap in everybody because here we go. The original Moonraker theme song was supposed to be formed by Frank Sinatra. And he backed out for what is, quote, unclear reasons. He just was very interested. Everybody was liking it. And then he just kind of disappeared from the project. They intended to have Paul Williams, who was a very famous lyricist in the late 70s on the lyrics. In fact, he written them all out. And they went with their backup choice, which was Johnny Mathis. I mean, yeah. when you can't get Frank Sinatra, chances are you get Johnny Mathis. So after Johnny Mathis had to back out. Well, he actually recorded the song, right? He, he did, they did like a very rough recording of it. With the Frank Sinatra lyric. With the, with the lyric. Again, there's a lot of miscommunications, a lot of how did this go wrong, how did that go wrong. But now, next thing you know, Johnny Mathis is fading out. They're talking to British pop sensation Kate Bush. She says she's too busy. Barry's about to pull his hair out. He's lost Sinatra. He's lost Mathis. Kate Bush is too busy. And he just happens to bump into Shirley Bassey at lunch one day a happenstance meeting and he's like Shirley for the love of God record the theme song for me and she helped out her friend they brought in Hal David to rework the lyrics which is amazing because Hal David had zero reference he hadn't read the book he hadn't read the script he hadn't seen any footage from the movie he is just making up a song which you know if you're a Bond song lover you'll notice that Moonraker just it doesn't tie terribly well to the movie what the hell is a Moonraker anyway I actually, I actually know the answer to that one. <laughs> oh my gosh, Alan knows. I think we have to hear this. It comes from the southwest of England back in the days when there was pirates and smugglers. The smugglers would take their ill-gotten gains, come on shore in Cornwall and Devon and the south coast of England. To hide them from the customs guys, they would drop their ill-gotten gains in the bottom of a pool or a tidal pool or a pond or any body of water, basically. Mm-hmm. And then at night, under a full moon, so you didn't need lanterns, they would go out and get a rake and dredge the pool to get their stuff back. And they became known as Moonrakers because they were seen raking the moon, the reflection of the moon, off the top of the pond. So that's what a Moonraker is. Basically, it's a guy raking for gold and ill-gotten gains. So that's what a Moonraker is. I also read somewhere that it's the top of the a top sail of a boat that's yeah. closest to the moon. But yeah. I'm sure there are different um, definitions, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, okay. I've never known. So uh, <laughs> well, it's got this. absolutely nothing to do with rockets <laughs> and spaceships. <laughs> Again, just to give you an idea of how sort of last minute this came to be, the Shirley Bass recording was done on May 14th, and then the movie premiered on June 28th. So really, what, six weeks mm. from recording to the movie hitting the theaters is not a ton of time to produce a song, but they made it. Unfortunately, I think the chaotic nature of how it came together affected its final quality because the song did not chart in the US or the UK. Pop quiz. I'm not oh. sure if you prepared this, but All right, I'm going to look at Alan. Name the other Bond <laughs> song Hal David wrote. <laughs> oh, my answer, I've got an answer. He said name it and I'm going to my answer is going to be no. I will not name it. <laughs> <laughs> that is <So>. incorrect. You want to know? Was it? I was yeah, all the time in the world. All the time oh. in the world with the Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Oh, well really? done. Okay. Well done. Nice you can't get so. much past Don, man. Don. Yeah. So do I have to shoot you now, according to the rusty agent? <laughs> 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 It's actually just six wax. (laughs) That's the first of them. Yeah. The other still can. So now that I've got all of my research, and again, that's all from Berlin Games book, which we, again, highly recommend here on the show. Don, Alan, anything to add on the theme song or the score overall before we start getting into details? Well, actually, I just want to pick up on the score thing and just get the running gag from the last two episodes about the soundtracks getting shorter and shorter. (laughs) Are they still 12 inches? <laughs> yeah, still 12 inches on the LP. Um, <laughs> we said with Man with the Golden Gun, we felt this was the shortest Bond soundtrack, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And then no. we said with The Spy Who Loved Me, oh, this must this be the shortest. got to be the shortest. <laughs> shortest Bond track. Well, it wasn't. Moonraker <laughs> is, I hope, the actual the definitively shortest, shortest. shortest soundtrack <laughs> at uh, a runtime out of 30 minutes and 54 seconds. So this is actually the shortest Man. It's a real Unless shame because Barry had so many plans for this. He wanted to record right. the score before they started shooting or at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. and then yeah. tailor it when the film was being cut. Could have been amazing, but mm-hmm. it's but, just yeah. I mean, like story. like we said, it was planned to be a deluxe double album. Yeah symphony and it ended up being really cut really short so that's yeah. Yeah, yeah it makes me wonder if the tax difficulties are really to blame i wonder if they were all comfortable in england in studio with their engineers not above the train if it could have been done and i think obviously there was a difference of artistic interpretation between john barry and lewis gilbert that probably doesn't help so <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm being nice there but yeah well barry didn't work with gilbert on the previous score obviously that was marvin hamlish mm-hmm. so right. he had worked with him on you only live twice, but but twice. a while ago yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that was gilbert's first one of director and he probably didn't feel he had as much power or say as he did by the time he got to moonraker mm-hmm. so I yeah. don't know. and yeah. i think he was still stuck on the audio quality and equipment that was available <laughs> There you have it. Let's go ahead and give a listen to Shirley Bassey's Moon Raker. Goes in search of his dreams. 
search for love For someone to have a hold I see your smile In a thousand dreams Felt your touch And it always seems you know the song final thoughts on that before we move into the soundtracks on the screen. well obviously this is bassy's third and she even did um no good about goodbye about a decade ago so she has sang four bond songs what about this one how do you compare this one to the others do you like it i would say personally i think it's the weakest of her three title songs the three official ones yeah yeah it's nice it it's what i call wallpaper music it can be on in the background and i can mm. it doesn't distract me but it doesn't necessarily catch my attention like the other two do so no i'm, I'm with you there i really like diamonds and uh, goldfinger they were they are strong powerful songs i think she sings it beautifully yeah it has yeah. a very clear melody that's very recognizable and we'll get to hear it in the score as well but i don't really care for this song i'm sorry it's not my cup of tea <laughs> it's, no it's how not- are you me either uh, am i crazier did she do a rendition of kiss kiss bang bang yeah she did yeah yeah she did yeah. after yeah. dion warwick even yeah 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 we i think we dabbled in that on that episode i can't remember yes we did we did talk about it yeah okay and, and so i'm she with has you five guys. then there you go five, technically five i guess but <laughs> i think yeah. this is at the bottom for me of those five <laughs> yeah. i think yeah, that's where i was going with this i think it is too and i still like it i'll be very clear to the audience i like this song but if mm. we're racking and stacking the bassies for me it it is at the bottom even with the extra songs thrown at yeah, yeah. and the Bad yeah. Batty is still amazing. I mean, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to sing it. You know? <laughs> it's still beautifully sung, yeah. um, as you said, but it just doesn't catch you the way the others do. So. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a last minute thing. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Literally six weeks. You didn't get your hands on the Johnny Mathis song, did you, Jared? I even went and looked for it. I did a little uh, hunting for it, and I could not find it. Ah, uh, it's a shame. Shit. <laughs> I did hunt for it, though. I was all over, well, YouTube. I looked on YouTube. Uh, that's you typed in Johnny Mathis Moonraker. <laughs> Moon. <laughs> as as did you go to page two? Or... <laughs> no, no, no. I need to scroll the wheel mouse down. <laughs> oh, there's your research for you. <laughs> the level you get here all right don save us and make us look professional and let yeah us know sure so before i start i was it's very generous of you to give me your three picks because when we were setting this up i was asking you do we all pick two tracks or how does it work you said no 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 go ahead it saves me time probably <laughs> <laughs> overall let me say a few things overall about the score i think is a very distinctive john barry sound and personally i think it's a very welcome return after marvin hamlish's score for this one you love me i think barry's back on form since Diamonds. I don't really enjoy his Man with the Golden Gun score that much. So after Diamonds, I think this is uh, right up there. It's a shame that it's so short, but yeah, there you go. Overall, the soundtrack is very lush, very majestic. You can hear there's a massive orchestra and a choir as well. Well, we already talked about it. It's, uh, it's only half an hour. Apparently, he recorded about 44 minutes mm -hmm. in, in total. So that's not that much. Most of the music is on the soundtrack, sadly enough. Now, we'll talk about individual tracks, uh, apparently, but it's very diverse. If you listen to the soundtrack, the tracks are quite short. Some of the tracks are very... I was struggling to find the right words in English. I would... Uh, looked on Google Translate and it says things like exalted or heavenly, like okay, the so beautiful choir yeah. singing. Right. No, that's uh, the space tracks. I find that I have to be in the mood if I want to listen to that. And then other tracks are very tense, very intriguing. You get the sneaky bond in there quite a lot. And you have some tracks that for the end of the 70s sound very contemporary, I think. We'll probably get to the disco stuff. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, all over the place musically. Now, I didn't know this, but I believe there are several versions of the soundtrack of Moonraker, because when you invited me, I went to my own playlist and I found two playlists on my computer even. I was surprised there. I have the regular playlist of 31 minutes and that had 14 songs. And I was thinking, oh, what, what three songs am I going to pick? <laughs> but I also had the extended edition, which is illegal probably because the original session masters have been uh, lost somewhere in France. That has 26 songs and is one hour and three minutes long. Hmm. I think that's some sort of illegal fan-based uh, session. I don't know. <laughs> but I assumed you wanted to use the regular soundtrack, but I checked with you, Jared. Mm -hmm. And then you sent me a whole different set list again you gave me a whole other list the official <laughs> version the official official version with only 10 songs and also um 31 minutes so it's exactly like my first playlist but it had the great advantage that several tracks were pasted together oh I so you literally idea. have track one plus track two combined into one track which is absolutely wonderful because then it was a lot easier for me to just choose three tracks i could have <laughs> several tracks combined so there you go there you go. Now, I'll get to my selection, finally. First up is the track, which is called Cable Car and Snake Fight. <laughs> because for some reason, they work well together. <laughs> but yeah, it's a little over three minutes, and it literally paced those two tracks together. The first half, Cable Car, it's definitely not the best fight scene in the franchise with Charles <laughs> walking about the Cable Car. It's very awkward, but still, the music, that's very tense. And then there's this ominous feeling of the music pushing and pushing and it's classic brass driven action music 
And there's this amazing trumpet. And I was wondering, maybe you know this, is that Derek Watkins on the trumpet or is it somebody else? I have no idea, but it's mm, really nothing. Good. It was not on page one of the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, the second half of this track, that fits the first half perfectly. There's more tension. And then the music is really driving things forward. And then it turns all light and almost philosophical, a bit heavenly, but not as much as a track that I didn't pick and I'm not that fond of, which is Bond Lure to Pyramid. It's a bit more down to earth, but let's just listen to it. Cable Car and Snake Fight. So what do you think? Well, actually, I'm just going to go back to your point about them putting the tracks together. When I was thinking about what to pick, there was actually some of the cues that I like, but I only like 
like the, the second half, of, or the, the second half, half, one of the two that they've slammed together on this album. Because when I was reading through Burlingame's book and he mentioned certain tracks, I'm like, yeah, I would just want to listen to just that bit, but <laughs> it's buried amongst a whole bunch of other stuff on on the album. Because I only have the ten track vinyl and the original yeah. CD. So for this particular one, yeah, the second half. Even though I actually think that the rubber snake is one of the dumbest scenes in the movie, um, <laughs> I do like the score for that. I, I think it's actually, as uh, Jared knows, I have a taste for the more ominous tracks. And, uh, <laughs> I think it has that tension. So yeah, I like it. Um, strong music. Yeah. What about you, it Jared? Is strong. Just with Alan, I think it's great. Uh, I like both parts of the track, but the second half of the snake fight is my favorite. For some reason, I always like it when Barry brings in a little bit of that almost military snare yeah. sound uh-huh. i just really like it when he brings in that snare drum and it's it's borderline military music and i i just always like it so i'm yeah. i'm down with it good track and that theme of military marching music is also in other tracks as well we'll get to that uh, yeah. later on are you okay if i move on to the second pick yeah, this was the one that made me very happy that they were pasted together because <laughs> I wanted these both and now they only are in one track. So I really wanted Bond arrives in Rio and Boat Chase because, you know, <laughs> you, yeah. put, you just put those together for some reason. But Bond arrives in Rio. This one is even shorter than the previous one. It's only about two and a half minutes. And the first half, to me, it's such a lovely upbeat tune. So they took the basic melody of the title song by Bassi and then they added some samba vibes, which is always good. It's an arrangement with Latin rhythms and a female choir in the background. And it just makes me feel so happy. <laughs> so in the film, you get the beautiful imagery of the Concord arriving in Rio, where everybody is always happy and always dancing. And it reminds me a bit of the scene in Live and Let Die, where Bond is traveling. And then Solitaire is providing her monologue, like um, a man comes, he mm. travels quickly, mm-hmm. he has per- purpose. He comes over water. He travels with others, that part. But there you get very different kind of music. It's excellent music, but it's really sinister. And here in Moonraker, it's all sunny and cheerful. And that's what makes me happy. And then for no good reason, you get this weird change when the track switches to the boat chase part. But I'm very grateful that it does because we get the classic 007 theme by John Barry, which we haven't heard for eight years since Diamonds Are Forever. So it's very likely that this will be the last time that we get that tune. I don't think Hans Zimmer will use it in the, in his score, but we'll find out. This arrangement of the 007 theme is the most mellow of them all. It's very slow, very sedate, very laid back. It's wonderful to listen to on a lazy Sunday afternoon, but it's completely unfitting for a supposedly tense boat chase. (laughs) There you go. And this is one of the instances where Lewis Gilbert, the director, cut half a minute from the track for the film, which is a shame. So let's just listen to it in its entirety.
So there you go. What do you think? Well, Jared knows the 007 theme is actually my all-time favorite Bond cue, even more than the Bond theme. So, so. I stole this from your picks. <laughs> Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. The fact that you can hear it is great. I love the fact because, as you said, it had been eight years. It also makes me sad because we've never heard it again um, since. So for me, that's the Bond music as much or more than the Bond theme. So, yeah, you did steal this track and one of the others as well that I was going to pick. But. <laughs> <laughs> Blame Jarrett. <laughs> it's my fault. I gave him the reins, I guess. And actually, you were talking about the Concord thing in the beginning coming into Rio. I love that track. It's great. But as you said, everybody in Rio is always it's always carnival time in Rio, apparently, according to every single movie you ever watch. Um, <laughs> I miss the, even those scenes of a plane landing at the airport in a Bond mm. movie with the Bond theme playing or something, him traveling. We just get these instant location cuts now with the titles of, oh, he's in Rome, he's in here, which I don't like. I, I love that. And probably the fact that I actually worked on Concord makes this one a little bit more special too. So <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed listening to those. In fact, enjoyed listening to them too much because I'm really annoyed with you now that you've got to pick that track first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sue me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a fake. Sorry, Alan. I can hear fake. Sorry. Yeah, I, was, I was very <laughs> happy I could pick this. Track. Yeah, that was a fake British. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but from a Dutchman, so I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> okay, Jerry, what do you think? Again, same as Alan. The 007 is my favorite theme, even more so than the than the traditional James Bond theme, just like Alan. So happy to hear it here, even in its laid back version. The first half is very, like you kind of said, heavenly and melodic and just really soothing and I love this track top to bottom, guys. I Can I ask you what you think about 007 theme? What film pops into your head first? What scene do you visualize oh, in your mind? First time, it, first time it was used from Russia with Love the Gypsy. Right, camp. right. And yeah. you, Jared? All right, I'll tell a story real quick. This is your <laughs> fault. For the longest time, I would have said, oh, I, I love the sweep out helicopter shot from You Only Live Twice. And then I realized later on, I don't think that cue is used in that sweep out helicopter shot. I think, I think it is. I think it, afterwards it switches to James Bond theme for the it fight. May. It may. Yeah. But um, when they're putting the, the little Nelly together uh, and when it takes off, it's 007 theme. 007 theme. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah, the I'm most closely associated with uh, Little Nelly. You, you only live twice. Yeah, yeah, and it's also briefly in diamonds at the with the oil rig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really miss. I tried to explain it to my wife today. I was talking about the picks I made, and I was saying that hopefully they'll put it in the next score. Yeah, probably won't. I would love it. Yeah, but I don't know why they wouldn't. Because regular, normal people, unlike us, they wouldn't care any about the song. They wouldn't even notice it. But mm. the fans would love it. They would mm. go mental in the cinema. Probably, it's like, oh, that's a double seven thing. But, yeah. <laughs> she was a. She's just a normal person. She was looking at me, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> Oh well. I was going to say something from the conversation I heard when I dialed in. It sounds like Jared, you've not listened to the new no. Bond song. I have not. So I'm not going to mention something that I was going to. Oh, <laughs> I've about the use of classic Bond things. So uh-huh. well, okay. I have yeah, successfully right. stayed away since Goldeneye from any preview or any song, and that's I've quite an achievement. Yeah, that is a huge achievement. Yeah. Anything else yeah. on this track? No, good. No. Okay. No, then my it. third and final pick. This was actually. My first pick. This is easily my all-time favorite track of the soundtrack. If you had asked me to pick just one track, this would be it. I can't even begin to describe it. It's majestic. It's intense. It has something strangely patriotic or military-like with the trumpets. And there's a huge, beautiful choir section to make it floaty and space-like. I am, of course, talking about Flight Into Space. Now, imagine being able to write this after already having done another similar space theme track 
back for You Only Live Twice, Capsule in Space, which is also just perfect. And then this is something completely different again. Now, if I listen to this, I visualize the Moonraker shuttle flying through space. Everybody's moving in slow motion, but there's tension too, right? I mean, the whole premises of Bond going into space to stop Drax with his dastardly evil plan of killing every human on Earth might be a bit far-fetched. But Barry, with this track, with this music, he brings gravitas to it. Now, for Barry, it's a long track. It's uh, six and a half minutes, but I could easily listen to that on loop all day long. Now, in the film, sadly, it's cut into different sections, but here we get to hear it as Barry intended.
So what do you think of this song? Was this your number one pick as well, Alan? Yes, it was. Yeah. Like you, it is my absolute favorite track. I could listen to this all day. Um, this is the one when I was listening to it in, in the car, I just kept hitting return and repeat. Yeah. It's really good. When I was doing the usual thing of looking for Moonraker cover versions on YouTube to do our alternative versions playlist. Isn't I, that I, Jared's job? No, that's mine. No. Ah. He, he just takes all the credit. I do mm-hmm. the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found somebody who'd put together a bunch of videos Videos taken from the International Space Station of the Earth rotating under the ISS set to this score. And it is beautiful. I just put it full screen on my laptop and just had it run in the background. It is beautiful piece of footage with this beautiful heavenly score with it. So I've included that in our YouTube playlist for this mm. episode. I know it's not a cover of the theme song, but for those who want to check it, Flight into Space with footage from the International Space Station is just gorgeous. Uh-huh. So, I can imagine. Yeah. What about you, Jared? Do you like this one? Yeah. Hallmark Barry. Barry is wonderful in everything he does. This is top tier Barry. This but this is you- one track is like a fifth of the entire <laughs> But, you know, it gets the bang for the buck because it is so wonderful, so atmospheric. Barry's the master of nailing things that don't have sound, like space and diamonds and water. He did it again. Capturing space is equally evocative, but very different than this. Yes. Yes. Uh, I could listen to half an hour. Of this, mm-hmm. just this. So, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I left you with the leftovers. Then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you get for being number two on one of these. Uh, yeah, you'll uh, get your uh, turn next time, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. But, what do you have for us? As we've said, Donna's uh, very kindly picked two of my first choices. So there may be a trip out of the airlock coming up for our favorite Dutchman anytime soon. <laughs> so I'll just calm down and take my gondola for a spin and share my picks with any double-take pigeons that might be hanging around. Keeping the space theme, my first pick is the only other space track left, which is track number two, the space laser spelt with a Z battle. I actually do like this track. I think it has a good space feeling. The one thing it does not have, like the tense boat chase, is it doesn't sound like a battle theme to me at all. But I think it's a pretty good, again, evocative, different take on getting that feeling of being in space and floating free in space so I, I like it from that point of view it's not a battle but I think it's I was going to say it's the third best John Barry space theme out of three but that's not a bad thing no. um, he still does space exceptionally well so my first pick is the space laser L-I-Z-E-R battle as it is spelt on the soundtrack album
So, Dom, what do you think of that one? It starts off nice, almost like a military march, big mm -hmm. and brassy. And there you get the choir that gives it that heavenly quality like we talked about earlier. I also have a copy of John Burlingame's book, and he calls it a grim and stately piece that proceeds slowly, just as the weightless astronauts do in space. But in all honesty, Alan, it's just an inferior version of Flight into Space. <laughs> Oh, no. I, I, I would not argue with that observation <laughs> at all, Dom, but some, some other rat took the flight into space. So. This was the only space track left. <laughs> all right, Jared. Well, I still love it. I think it's a great track. Like I said, I'm a sucker for any time he brings in the military drums, and I'm just sorry that some rat took it. And speaking of rats, back to you, Alan. Yeah, speaking of rats, we're going to go on to, uh, to track two, which was originally called Rat Lab, apparently. And this was the scene where Bond was sneaking around at Drax's lab in Venice, spotted the scientists and the nerve gas and realized that uh, the nerve gas would kill off human life, but not the rats. So they renamed it and actually retitled it for the album to Bond Smells a Rat, which is not the first time they've used that title. Okay, you got us with a pop quiz earlier, and this is an easy one, Don. Thank you. You didn't even have to ask Don's like, I don't have time for your shenanigans. It's diamonds on fire. But I'll tell you what, for years, I used to think there was actually a track on the From Russia with Love called Bond Smells the Rat. Could have been, yeah. Because of the tunnel scene. They went through a lot of trouble with that film, getting those brown rats. Yeah, they did, yeah. So And respraying them and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, so here we go with, I think, probably what's closest to a sneaky Bond track on this soundtrack is Bond Smells a Rat.
again, I think I've gone for probably one of the more ominous, if not the most ominous, sounding <laughs> track on here. It's like I should do every time. So. <laughs> Don, what's your thoughts about uh, smelling rat? Yeah, I think this is excellent spy music. It's like you said, it's ominous, it's subdued. I really like that low melody that's underneath it, that do 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 do. And it just keeps on going and going. And strangely enough, towards the end, the music goes up and it becomes mm -hmm. even more dangerous. It's great how Barry encapsulates that moment within the music. I think that's really great. Now, briefly on the sister track, the, the similar titled track on Diamonds, that's completely different. That's yeah. bombastic and also a bit intriguing, but it has the wind and kid leitmotif woven into it, and it ends very grand. It's a completely different track, same title. I really wonder why they did that. Rat Lab know. is a good title track, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other one is, is very much a comedy moment. It's yeah. a Hearted moment in the in the movie. This one is that oh, we find out what's at stake yeah. during this this track. So yeah, two very different reasons. I'm always bemused by the actual naming of the tracks on on the albums. I'm not picking the track, but the Miss Goodhead meets Bond. Mm. Those cues are actually nothing to do with Bond meeting Goodhead. They're actually mm -hmm. all Karine Dufour scenes. Yeah, it's titled Miss Goodhead meets Bond on the album. I it looks just, good. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get the way they title some of these tracks on, uh, and clearly the uh, the composers have little or nothing influence I think. No, on I guess not. Yeah. Marketing folks, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Alright, so my I'm actually going to sort of bend the rules slightly on my uh, my last one, because normally we sort of don't include the theme music in the six of the best or the theme song, but I'm actually going to pick the end title, because it's not the theme per se. It's the Thin end <laughs> I know. I'm really bending the rules here, but I made up the rules. So yeah, like, there you go. <laughs> he made this whole thing, so. <laughs> so I'm going to go for the end title version of the Moonraker theme because this is the Donna Summer disco version sung by Shirley Bassey. It's like a completely different song as a disco theme. And yes, as we mentioned earlier, this was the, you know, the 70s, disco was all the rage. I know at various times they were trying to get Donna Summer to do one of the main themes. Never quite worked out. So I guess this is as close as we got to a, a disco version of a Bond theme. So... Uh, Let's get the uh, the spinning globe and the strobe lights going and put on the roller skates. Let's funk out to uh, the disco version of Moonraker. Who's got my sequin jacket?
So, Don, do you enjoy that little bop around the dance floor there? Yeah, it's a funky disco version. Who who doesn't love this, right? <laughs> now, what I really like is this is the last in the funky end title song trilogy because we also got this for Spy Who Loved Me with the Sailors. Nobody does it better. <laughs> That's really yeah. great. And I like the one by Lulu at the end of uh, Man with the Golden Gun. Good night, yeah, I like good that. night. Yeah, and I like this is the third and final though. time that we get an alternate version of the title song. I really like that. Yeah, it's a bit faster, a bit more upbeat. I think it works wonderfully at the end of the film because it makes you leave the cinema with a big smile on your face. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. mission achieved. Yeah, I'd never thought of them as a trilogy of alternate endings before. but No, uh, there's probably more entries into the trilogy. <laughs> I don't know. Jared? Donnie Z hit nail on the head. That My main point was going to be it is such a high note to leave the theater on. Mm. Had, it's fun and you're getting up from your seat and it's peppy. It's everything about Roger Moore, 1970s bond and this is the last of the roger Moore 1970s bonds yeah. so absolutely absolutely i don't have a ton to add i think you hit the nail right on the head don very well if only we could leave the movie after a bond movie these days smiling <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's harsh <laughs> we'll see in a few weeks have been heavier so it, yeah, yeah it'd be nice to leave one of those you know bond in a dinghy with an asian girl and uh, in the middle of the ocean that's how they're all supposed to end, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I guess that is the end of our six tracks. And oh, by the way, laser is supposed to be spelled with an S because most people don't know that it's an acronym like mm. amplified of stimulation, mm-hmm. stimulated emission radiation, I think. But I just want to put that in there to look smart today. Everybody <laughs> soak that in for a second. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Now that we've picked our six of the best, it's time to check inside this giant clown head for the bonus track. This episode's bonus track is Moonraker by Seelenluft, who is a Swiss electronica music producer. And it comes from a CD that I bought back in the late 90s. It's called Bond Beats and Bass. It came out in 1998, and it is just a bunch of Bond themes done in that very popular late 90s sort of electronica techno dance period. It's a very unique experience. There's tracks on there, I think, for everybody. It's very different. That's about as best as I can describe it. It's just a very different experience. There'll be tracks on there that you don't like at all. There'll be tracks on there that you think are awesome, but it's definitely worth your time. If you like Bond music, check out Bond Beats and Bass from 1998 and just experience something totally new. And I'll give you a flavor for that right now. We'll listen to a little bit of Monraker, a.k.a. Moonraker from Bond Beats and Bass 1998.
that I would have to say is fairly unique and interesting. But what I'm interested in what you have to say, Don. Well, that's one way of looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to it twice in preparation for this podcast. It confused you, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I looked up a bit about Salen Luft. His real name apparently is Beat Soler. Swiss guy. Yeah, what can I say? My personal opinion, it's a bit too weird for my taste. The (laughs) the combination of the slow ballad that is Moonraker with the funky beats doesn't gel for me. I think Alan's final track, the end credit version of Moonraker, I definitely prefer that one. I even prefer the regular Moonraker track. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fair. Like I said, these are very step out, different. You have to like really embrace I'm a traditionalist. Okay, that's that's fine. They're not for everybody there's certainly some tracks from the album that i like better than others this one's kind of in the middle but really i wanted to bring it to this episode because i wanted to get some exposure to the bond beats and bass cd for those of you who like that totally new take you know and and alan go ahead and tell me how much you hate it marginally (laughs) i'll take it First time I heard it, I listened to it. I was like, what the hell has he found this time? <laughs> Second time, yeah, okay, I could start to. What gets me is the, you know, I like the bass and the thumps mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the bass line. I, I was like that. But the, what was that little thing that you, it was like a, a metal keyboard, like foil, and you had a little stylus that you ran over it and it made that wailing sound. That's what it sounds like he's playing the theme tune on. I forgot what those were called, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, like it always sounded to me like it was almost like the kid's toy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I will say the other thing is Jill and I rewatched Austin Powers the other night oh, which one just the first one it's the only yeah. one I really like but so when I I saw this and I read it I read it as Bond Beats and Seabass <laughs> <laughs> ill-tempered angry Seabass yeah rather than bass that's pretty much how I feel about this track is uh, it would probably set a bunch of Seabass and make him very angry um, <laughs> it's an so, odd I won't lie. Odd duck. The whole thing uh, is kind of an odd duck, but I just wanted to get it a little a little notoriety with our audience. That maybe, but you know damn well that I'm going to go look and fo- try and find that CD and buy it now just because of you. <laughs> there you go. And I looked on eBay too. They're they're still fairly affordable. I think, you know, nine or ten bucks and it's yours type of deal. I enjoy it, but it is definitely, you have to be ready for a little bit of weirdness, that's for sure. Do we have time for another quiz? <laughs> Oh, God. okay. Because <laughs> we have talked about Barry's music on the uh, score, but there is a lot of music in Moonraker oh, from yeah. different artists. Now, how many different pieces of music can you name and where do they appear in the film? There's the Close oh. Encounters theme when that's the theme to the keypad. The door cat, the keypad. Yeah, the, mag- the wild the mag- notes from Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. There's the Magnificent Seven yeah. when Bond in appears on horseback. horseback. Yeah, yeah. There's the, uh, is it the Rites of Spring. Is that the right track that they used in 2001? Yeah. When they go hunting, they use the one from like 2001. Yeah, it does. The, the hunting the, horn. Yeah. Hunting horn plays it. It plays yeah. the distinctive first three notes, and it's called Also Sprach Zarathusa, or something like that. I called it. I think you're a lot closer than we would ever get. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, um, that's that's three. I have three more. Drax <laughs> on the piano, he's playing some Chopin, but I don't know what that's it is. That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Prelude number 15. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, apparently called Raindrop. Is yeah. there a whole other track when they do have the people that kind of carnival outside the hotel, the dancing dog, all that? Is that a whole other? Yeah, that's a different track, uh, apparently. I think that was um, local music. Yeah, I still have two more. There's one in the Bondola when he's crossing St. Mark's Square. 
Do you hear a bit of trich trach polka? I'm mentally black out that When Jaws meets Dolly, you get a bit of Tchaikovsky. Oh, you're right, yeah. Romeo and Juliet overture. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet, yeah. So there's a lot of musical cues and nods and, I don't know, jokes almost, musical jokes in there. That's actually one of the reasons that I don't like this movie. You don't like the... Oh, There are a lot of things about Moonraker I do like, but it is one of my lower-ranked movies. The intrusive joke music themes is one of the reasons why, because it throws me out of the movie. Particularly the Close Encounters and the Magnificent Seven pieces just like completely seem... I really like that there's this anecdote, I'm not sure if it's correct, that Broccoli asked if he could use the theme for Close Encounters, or he got permission to use that, and then later on Spielberg wanted to use the Bond theme in one of his films, and then Broccoli said, which five notes do you want to use? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to use the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. like that. I'm yeah. not sure yeah, if it's I, true, but... <laughs> I, I've heard that as well, but uh, again, I don't know if it's apocryphal, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Now, if you want to hear how other people have tackled Moonraker, this Bond theme, and I recommend you check this out. Alan has put together a playlist of covers over on YouTube. You can search for Bond Music 6 of the Best, or you can find a link that we will put in the show notes. That should hold you over until our next episode. You can listen to all kinds of different versions, including the actual version while you watch the Earth rotate of, of was that flight into space flight into space flight yes into with space. footage from the international space station that sounds it's pretty cool. cool so that will be available in our show notes okay so that brings us to the official end of this episode of bond music six of the best so if you've got any questions or comments you can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or comment on twitter at ohmspod and don't forget to subscribe to the honor majesty's secret podcast on your favorite podcast platform and if you could leave us a rating or a review too that would be great or if you'd like to chat with us personally on social media, I can be found at at Bond Lexicon on Twitter. Don? I don't want to get in touch with other people. Mm. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's best if you're listening to this, you're probably a Bond fan. I guess it's best if you um, reach out to uh, the Double O Files then. So on Twitter, that's uh, at the Double O Files. And Jared, where can we find you? I am at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Don, any final thoughts from you on today's podcast in general or the Moonraker soundtrack? Well, like I said at the beginning, I really like this soundtrack. Uh, it's wonderful to get the invite for this score. I really like it. I hope I didn't hijack your show too much. I apologize for that, but I haven't listened to the end result, so maybe my entire audio track has been cut out by Jared. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed my experience and uh, I salute you for doing this it's uh, great fun and I get to know what the best of the six actually originates from so thank you I for that I found out today too so yeah. <laughs> alright it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show maybe we'll thank get you, you back uh, later when uh, further down we get a few more under our belt that would let's be just fun. see how the response to this episode is <laughs> 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 As always, before we do our final sign-out, we'll pass the baton to our White Rocket founder and OHMS pod co-host, Van Allen Plexico, to thank our generous patrons who support all the White Rocket endeavors and who we could uh, not do this show without. Take it away, Van. And we have to pause here for just a second. We have to thank the folks who keep our programs on the air across our entire White Rocket Entertainment Network. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join their ranks. Just go to www.plexico.net, P-L-E-X-I-C-O.net. You will find their links to everything that the White Rocket Entertainment Network does, from books and comic books to podcasts about James Bond, about sports, 
and all the entertainment shows that we do here on the White Rocket Podcast and all the other things that I'm involved in. And you also will find a great big link that goes to the Patreon page and you can join it and there are a number of benefits you get for being a member. But mainly you know that you're keeping our show going and keeping all of our shows on the network going for the foreseeable future. So for as little as a dollar a month, though we certainly appreciate more, you can be part of the White Rocket family and know that all of us here, and I especially appreciate you very much. Our current supporters include Matthew Flowers, Carl Von Drunker, Samuel Salvatore, and Christopher Burleson, along with Phil Amthor, Ben Spooner, William Glenn Matthews, Gary Grant, Wynn Carroll, Brian Gray, Winston Boddy, Willie Carden, Tom Anderson, Susan Trawick, Logan Chilton, Stephen Thompson, Chris Usher, Steve Trawick, and Richard Stevens. We also have Clinton and Christopher Stewart, Mickey B., William Morgan, Phil Davis, Joshua Corbett, John Otsuki, Preston Settle, Daniel Odom, A.U. Falling Up, Alchemist Kevin Smith, Clarence Alford, Will Summerford, David Hegler, Johnny Caldwell, Theodore Gary, Reynolds Wolf, Joel Beckham, Valiant Hermes, Jacob and Robin Fleming, Clay Henson, Ann Kangian, Catherine England, George Gaston, John McCune, David Evers, Timothy, Steve Harlan, Dan Thompson, Wes Atkinson, Rich Reimer, Hugh Anderson, Blake Heron, Steve Houston, Cato the Barner, Danny Flack, Papa Todd, Russell Milling, Kevin Canoy, Don Zederman, Ross, Lane Middleton, Shannon Butson, Randall Walker, Shane Bailey, Mick Vigicana, Chris Thrash, Tony Perry, Alex Wynn, Josh Teal, David Simpson, Earl Ricks, Mike Finley, and C.T. Wayne. And finally, we have Jeremy Minton, Wardam Wade, Spanky, J.W. Rice, Jason Albrick, Russell Souther, Paul Bankson, Joseph Iliff, Justin Bean, Kevin Mahan, Stephen Wyatt, Trevor Johnson, Auburn Elvis, Robert Drain, Brandon Smith, Royce Alvarez, Thomas Brinson, David Smiley, Matthew Wagstaff, Donnie Reynolds, Wade Carson, Ivor Evans, John Zavachin, Michael Morton, Lawrence Kane, Darren Pyle. We're almost to the end, but we appreciate all you guys. Chris Camo, Ben Amos, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Patrick Williams, Rob Morgan, Stephen Schuster, James Taylor, John Stubbs, Kenneth Brent Rains, Nicholas Craig, Joseph Miller, Mark Squire, Chris, Brent Rumble, plus our great Surfer Chickify and our anonymous and occasional and one-time donors. We appreciate all of you so much. Just go to www.plexico.net to sign up. And there you have it. Thank you, Van. And thank you for everyone who joined us for this episode. Here's a reminder that today's tracks are from the remastered CD of Moonraker, or perhaps the vinyl, if you have it, like Alan did. And as always, we wanted to remind you to please legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels, CD, vinyl. Just do the right thing and support the Bond creative community. I believe they deserve it. And we will be back with six of the best from For Your Eyes Only. Go ahead, Alan. Sing it from there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. I tend to find that I usually speak too much anyway, so (laughs) I'll just rant, and then you can edit it all out later. (laughs) That's great, because we have the blooper reel at the end, so we need stuff for that anyway. The screaming and crying is quite normal with Jared. (laughs) That's my best friend, Alan, everybody. (laughs) Let's talk a bit about the Moonraker soundtrack, 1979. Nine, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you would think I would have wrote it in the notes. Let me try that again.
that joke was for Alan and it didn't even land, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And even though it was my turn to pick my top three picks, I'm going to give them to my good friend from the Netherlands, Don. Are we we not going to play the theme tune? Oh, we are. I'm sorry. Then we should probably actually listen to this dang thing, shouldn't we? Since you just talked about it, I think it might be a good idea. They all know how it goes. Look, I, yeah. I, I had to do the research on what Moonraker actually meant. So come on, we're so going to listen to the damn thing. All right, we'll play the tune. So first thing I have to do is find the script that I have just lost, <laughs> where I had my list. <laughs> happens to all of us at some point. All right. Yeah, I stopped scrolling with the script ages ago. All right. <laughs> okay, so we'll come back. Um, just, just be glad, folks, that you this is not a YouTube video and you didn't have to suffer through Jared's interpretive dance of the Moonraker theme there. I thought it was quite lovely. <laughs> <laughs> <Outtakes real. laughs> all, day long, all right 